Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Wisdom's Echo. This is a daily podcast brought to you exclusively by Origin Gate. My name is Elijah Ward, and it's my incredible honor, as always, to uh, bring you some of my thoughts, to put my heart on display, and share some of the content of what's been stirring inside me as I engage the Father. The last uh, few months of my life have been very quiet. And during these times where I've felt a lot of voices that used to be very active in my mind, um, as I feel these voices kind of withering away and losing their, um, their influence in my mind and my heart, the ability to distract me and uh, keep me busy, I've felt this amazing, liberating thing um, happened to me, and it's that I feel more deeply connected to Yahweh. I feel the reward of what intimacy uh, produces as you um, are faithful to make conscious efforts to create a place of stillness and silence in your life. Um, you know, the last six weeks of the year, of 2022, I uh, stayed off of social media. I limited the, uh, the use of my cell phone to, uh, to business, uh, to actual clients that I was working with, and any, of course, any family members that reached out. But I limited my use of, uh, of technology, um, and I really focused on family. I really actually set myself to engage the holidays, you know. We had a Thanksgiving holiday at the end of November, and of course in December we celebrated Christmas. We uh, fit um, some vacation time in there, and um, we really set ourselves to spend more time together. And as I, as I did that and was faithful to just stay focused on family and what the Lord has put on my plate with business, um, I really felt my mind to get quiet, and um, I felt my thoughts really uh, start to get focused on this singular reality of intimacy with Yahweh and intimacy with my wife and intimacy with my children and um, intimacy um, and, uh, and, and focus on uh, face-to-face relationships with the people that He's placed in my life. Um, and it's, it's been really, really beautiful. You know, drawing near to the Father um, and just learning to sit in that stillness of perfect rest and enjoying the ecstasy of marriage bliss with Him. It's really why we were created. We weren't created to just produce. We weren't created to, um, to solely be productive. We were actually created to to receive, we were created as receptacles, um, or as the uh, as Francois de Troyes calls it in the Mirror Bible, we were created as reservoirs of grace for Him to pour Himself into. Um, you know, perfect love in 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 the uh, in that Trinitarian fellowship of Father, Son, and Ghost. What we what we had was perfect love, loving perfect love, who loved perfect love to such a degree that it refused to continue loving itself, enjoying itself. It needed something or someone to pour itself into, and so Yahweh created us his counterpart. And so I've been meditating in saying all of those things. I've been meditating on, um, 
on intimacy a lot lately. And, um, and really setting my heart to focus on that reality and to put everything else to the side. Um, and, and, and in doing so, three scriptures have, been, have really stuck out to me, and I want to share those scriptures. I want to share these, um, these little tiny things. They seem like small things, just, just a few scripture verses that I feel put, really put on display the desire of God to be a source for us and a, a, uh, and a, 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 a place of perfect intimacy with us. Now, the first one I want to share actually came when I was studying uh, Genesis. And um, in the second chapter, for, for a few different reasons that I don't have time to get into, the concept of the garden and Eden and the four rivers was presented to me um, prophetically in some meetings that we had, and it was addressed towards a, a business that we operate called Wellhouse Real Estate in um, in Alabama. And um, and I went to Scripture and began studying um, the creation of the garden, um, which, as you may know from reading, it was actually planted by Yahweh. And Eden um, is often... Um, referred to as the garden, and that's how I've always referred to it. But something stuck out to me recently that kind of separated these concepts of Eden and the garden into two um, kind of maybe not fully mutually exclusive, but um, kind of pulled them apart as two different realities that were interwoven. And in verse 10 in chapter 2 of Genesis, it says, A river flowed out of Eden to water the garden, and there it divided and became four rivers. And then it gets into the names of those rivers. But the thing that stuck out to me was that it said a river flowed out of Eden to water the garden. Now, I had always thought of Eden as being the garden, but it says a river flowed out of Eden in order to water the garden. So there's a garden that's consistently being watered by this river flowing out of Eden. And when I went to really study the meaning of Eden, in the Blue Letter Bible, it brings you to a word that means pleasure, delight, intimacy. And so what, the, what Scripture says right here is that a river of supply, a source that came as a, as a, as a river, flowed out of intimacy. And it watered the garden, the place that you work, the the fruit of or the work of your hands is evidenced by the fruit that comes up from uh, that you know from what you've been stewarding. And so I saw, I began to see this differently as Eden representing perfect intimacy, and the garden representing the thing that you put your hand to with your life. And so a lot of times we, um, I've met people who struggled with. How do I go about my life and my career and grow in my intimacy with Yahweh? A lot of people, as they get more intimate with Yahweh, they feel more drawn to express that in the form of a a vocational ministry position. But the truth is that what you do should be consistently, no matter what it is, real estate, um, food service, Um, whatever it may be that is your occupation, don't let that be, uh, don't separate those things, those two things too far because the, the Eden, your Eden with Yahweh, your intimacy with Yahweh, from out of that will flow a river that will water the garden of everything that you put your hand to. And it's beautiful to me that intimacy would become a supply for the work of our hands. 
Um, another one I want to bring up is, is in uh, when Paul was writing a letter to the church in Corinth. This one is so beautiful. It's amazing. Now, in the English Standard, it says this. Um, it's a Bible I study with. It says um, in 2 Corinthians 5, um, verses 4 and 5. I'll read the verse prior just to give some, a little bit of context. It says, While we were in this tent, we groan, being burdened. Not that we would be unclothed, but that we would be clothed, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. He who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who has given us the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, as a guarantee. Now, I that word guarantee stuck out to me. And uh, typically we think of a guarantee as something that can't be stripped. It's It's something that is... No matter what, this is a given. It's a guarantee. But I want to read to you what it says in the Passion Translation and um, read to you a little snippet of Dr. Simmons' um, commentary for this verse. Um, his translation says this for verse 5, 2 Corinthians 5, 5. And this is no empty hope, for God himself is the one who has prepared us for this wonderful destiny. And to confirm this promise, he has given us the Holy Spirit like an engagement ring as a guarantee. And I thought the use of that phrase as like an engagement ring was so powerful because an engagement ring is a symbol of deepening intimacy. It's the, and it's a promise of future intimacy and exclusivity with that intimacy. Now his footnote says this, it's amazing. It says, by giving us the Holy Spirit, God is making us a promise, a guarantee of receiving our full inheritance. The word used here for guarantee is a word um, is the the Greek word for down payment or pledge, and it's arabon, and I might be butchering the pronunciation there, but it's a Greek, it's used in Greek culture for an engagement ring, a guarantee, and an engagement ring being a symbolic, almost an allegory there for the guarantee of of uh, of what the Lord is giving us with the Holy Spirit is an engagement ring, a promise to go deeper with Him. Um, it's so beautiful. Now, the third one I'll share um, really briefly. I know we're getting close to our time, but this one is probably an entire podcast in itself. Um, in And it has to do, again, with, with in, the concept of engagement, which is a promise of future intimacy. It's an act of intimacy that puts on, it's almost an invitation to be exclusive and an exclusivity that gives birth to a deepening intimacy. It's amazing. Now in Revelation chapter 3, there's a popular phrase that you may have heard, a popular scripture, I won't call it just a phrase, a scripture that says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Now it's a part of the um, letter that... Um, that Yeshua is writing to the church in Laodicea. Um, and there's a really cool promise at the end of this letter. It says, "He who," and I teach about this a lot, but he who conquers, I will grant him to sit with me on my throne, just as I conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. I've always, that's just fascinating to me. But um, the let me read a quick little commentary here about something else that shows up a couple of verses prior. It says, verse 20, 
So it's Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If your heart is open to hear my voice and you open the door within, I will come in to you and feast with you and you will feast with me. Now, I want to read another piece of Dr. Simmons' commentary from the Passion Translation because I believe it really gives a, a unique kind of expression of context Um, cultural context that's really beautiful and really puts on display um, the intimacy that's um, embedded in this verse here. says this, The Aramaic can be translated, I have been standing at the door knocking. Yeshua knocking on the door points us to the process of an ancient Jewish wedding invitation. In the days of Yeshua, a bridegroom and his father would come to the door of the bride-to-be carrying the betrothal cup of wine and the bride price. Standing outside, they would knock. If she fully opened the door, she was saying, Yes, I will be your bride. Yeshua and his Father, in the same way, are knocking on the doors of our hearts, inviting us to be the bride of Christ. So beautiful, so amazing. I've been meditating on these scriptures and really allowing the truth of Yahweh's desire for intimacy with us to become the the obsession of my existence. Because if I'm um, his most productive uh, worker bee in the earth, but I miss out on the intimacy that he has hidden in the realms of Christ, I really miss out on a beautiful inheritance. And, you know, a lot of people are making goals this time of the year. Um, you know, when, when we see the turn of a new year, people make goals around all their financial goals and their fitness goals. And and uh, we set goals about how much money we want to make and how we want to look in, in the coming year. And uh, the truth is that, you know, none of that stuff is going to make you happy this year. You could, you could hit all of your goals for the money you want to make this year, the career advancements you want. You could hit all your goals for the, the, the consistency in the gym that you want to go to and how you want to have um, bigger muscles. And, and the truth is that you could hit those goals and still be just as miserable as you were last year, but you just might be miserable with abs or, or, or miserable with uh, uh, a couple thousand more dollars in savings. But um, what really is going to make you happy this year is a lifestyle that is fully given to intimacy with God, um, intimacy with the Son, intimacy with the Spirit. If you have that, um, then you have found the very thing the entire world is looking for. The entire world, in some way or another, is pursuing what you have found. And no amount of money, the wealth of the entire nations of the earth, could not afford that reality, couldn't just purchase it. Um, it it's a gift. And that gift comes a result, uh, as a result of seeking the Father. And He will reveal Himself to you. It's so amazing. He's so good, and intimacy with him has become the sole pursuit of my life, and it's been a beautiful thing. So I just bless you with this. I pray that it encourages you um, in the ways that it has encouraged me. I pray that it becomes a source of, of and supply to your life as you engage um, your Eden with him, your place of perfect pleasure and, and, and intimacy, that it would just be a source and a supply, that it would be a river of living water that goes out to, to water the garden 
or the object of the work of your hand and cause everything you put your hand to to flourish in Yeshua's name. I declare peace over you and shalom. And I look forward to speaking to you all in a future podcast. God bless.